So hello everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Green Pole podcast. I'm Dan Crawford, the editor of Hamian. I'm joined by Kieran Tibbert and Ollie Johnson and we'll get to both of them in a minute. Um, but we had lots of content lined up for you last week ahead of the SW6 derby and we hope to still bring you much of that content when that fixture is rescheduled. But it was obviously rescheduled for very sad reasons. The sad passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, and I, I did just want to say, uh, whether you're a monarchist or not, I think it was uh, quite moving um, to think about the longevity of Queen Elizabeth's service. Um, and our thoughts go out to the entirety of the royal family, especially the new Prince of Wales, Prince William, who has a strong affinity to football as the president of the FA, a former president of the Football Foundation. Um, and we know just how passionate an Aston Villa fan he is because the camera kept panning to him at Wembley. Um, I'm going to hand over to Kieran um, to tell us a little, a little bit about what you've been doing today, Kieran. You've been uh, yeah. up, up in um, London. I have uh, indeed. Go on, take it away. I've been, um, to, um, I was privileged enough, well, privileged probably the wrong word, but I was lucky enough to um, see the Queen lying in state today um, after the lengthy five and a half hour queue from all the way back to Lon- from London Bridge all the way through to um, the um, Westminster Hall um, just, just after lunchtime, which was good. Um, yeah, I mean, the mood certainly changed towards the end. Um, there was a cer- certainly a sense of community feel like between, or, along the queue as or the Elizabeth line as they're now calling it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so lots of queuing, lots of seeing, meeting, talking to strangers, um, lots of pictures and lots of, oh, whereabouts are you in the queue? And, and of course, plenty of media and journalists all, all trying to get, we trying to get your attention and making news articles. And it um, seems like, you, you come from a family of media stars. I know that they've all, they've all turned media stars today. They've uh, t- t- two, one one with an inter- with two interviews on BBC Radio Wiltshire, and um, one featuring in one of the ITV news um, headlines. Right, but none of them have been on the Green Pole podcast. Of course, none of them have been on the Green Pole podcast. They're not that privileged. So um, There you are, you see. You're saving your your best form for for tonight. And how was it as an experience? Are you glad you you went there? Was it important to you to be able to do that? Absolutely worth it. Um, Probably an experience I'll remember for years to come. Um, Obviously, written it's it's a historic event. So it's just to be part of that is just... um, Yes, it's a, it's a good feeling, and of course, to pay respects to the Queen after the, her very sad passing is um, also certainly very important to me. So, yeah, brilliant. Well, well done for uh, for getting along and, and braving the queue and everything else, and um, <laughs> yeah. prob- probably quite a somber and moving experience when you actually yeah. got to the lying in state part. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Um, certainly required a lot of sanity when it got to the zigzag queuing, though. Um, it was quite repetitive. Well, you, you braved it, and now we're, uh, yep. we're we're here to talk about what's coming up, which is some some football. Just before um, we get on to previewing Nottingham Forest and talking about how Fulham's season has gone so far, we do also have to mark the 
sad death of Fred Callahan, a real Fulham legend, um, a local boy, born in Parsons Green, went to the local schools, uh, came through as an apprentice, signing for Fulham in 1962, benefited from the departure of Alan Mullery to become a regular in the team. And he stayed loyal to Fulham, even though they went from the first division down to the third division um, in quite short order after getting relegated uh, from the top flight. He played 56 games in total as Fulham finished second in the third division in 1970-71 and got promoted and then scored a fabulous goal at Charlton Athletic the following year to ensure that it was Charlton and not Fulham who went down. Um, And Fred made 336 senior appearances for Fulham over 10 years before a slip disc brought a premature close to his professional career in 1974. I wasn't old enough to, to see Fred play, but I did get to know him when he was involved in match day hospitality. Um, he was very well suited to that because when he finished playing, he became a taxi driver having done the knowledge. And I have to say, you could always stop him and have a chat about Fulham. He loved talking to the fans. He loved Fulham Football Club. And we loved him because he was a character um, more than anything. He was cheeky. He was uh, engaging. And our thoughts are with Hazel and and his children and everyone who knew and loved Fred Callahan, who sadly passed away at the age of 77. We'll miss him. And he's one of those people who makes Fulham Football Club so special. Um, So I wanted to do those two bits of introduction. I neglected to introduce Ollie earlier on. Ollie Johnson, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks Dan. Yeah, good, good, good to be back as well. Um, Second episode I've done. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it and definitely looking forward to getting the getting the football back after last weekend's break. Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's start there. How are we feeling about... um, getting back into the swing of things, Ollie, and how are we feeling about Fulham's season so far? Where where, where are you in terms of uh, both of those? Getting back to some match action, which will be good, um, and also how well we've done to this point. Yeah, absolutely buzzing with both, to be honest. I think, um, yeah, obviously great, great to have the football back. It, it, I know it's only been two weeks, but it, for some reason feels like a lot longer. So it'll definitely be be good to be playing again. Um, and in terms of the start to the season, it's been better than than I think most of us could have imagined. I think we've we've gone toe to toe with some of the very best teams in the in the league, and um, and taken six points as well off of two very good teams. So I think it's been a pretty tidy start. And obviously, we go to Forest now, where I think there's there's opportunity to get more points as well. Yeah, you've queued it up very nicely, mate. Um, Thibaut, let's talk about Nottingham Forest. Not really um, sure how to phrase this question. Lots of signings, clearly, that's taken a lot of attention. Lots of money. A very good manager, in my view, who was on the Fulham shortlist to uh, to succeed, yeah, he was. succeed Scott Parker. Um, where are they in terms of, obviously, been away from the Premier League for a while. How, how do you see them as a potential opposition um, for us tomorrow night, what are you? What are your thoughts on Nottingham Forest so far? Well, they've um, they've certainly done well coming back up in a league they haven't been in for a while. They've put in some pretty solid performances against some tough opposition as well. Um, I think they've had a pretty average start. I mean, they haven't got as many points as they probably would have wanted. Obviously, they 
came they lost to Bournemouth after they um they were 2-0 up which is one would one could say is a bit embarrassing but at the same time it's Nottingham Forest so anything could happen there um but yeah they've made lots of signings uh, some of them very very good signings so, for example Lingard Dean Henderson certainly improved his worth same with Nico Williams who was almost on joint on the verge of joining Fulham as well um but of also some probably pretty poorer poorer deals as well like would you spend 42 million pounds on Morgan Gibbs White probably not um but yeah uh, they've got some good good strong players even though they've more or less revamped their entire squad that can certainly cause some problems um but obviously under Cooper he's a very good manager plays some very good football um can cause problems for Fulham which will obviously happen because he has a good setup and his methods will be difficult for well could be difficult for Fulham to adapt to um but we need a solid defence I reckon they've got a pretty solid defence as well so going to need some more Mitrovic magic to break through the deadlock um and I, th- I think it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a three points that we can definitely earn in my opinion so loving loving the positivity there you know we, we haven't yeah won I'm slightly away. optimistic <laughs> good it comes through we haven't won away yet this season and I think Perhaps you'd be looking at um, at this as 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 potentially one. Interesting, you mentioned about Morgan Gibbs White. I would have liked to have signed Morgan Gibbs White, but I remember Frankie and I almost combusting on the podcast <laughs> when we when we considered uh, the, the the amount of money that um, that he was going to go for. I mean, some of the figures that they that are banded around are absolutely staggering. But I would just make the point, of course. Forest in a very similar position to ourselves in uh, 2018 got promoted with a number of loan players and therefore had to um, regenerate the squad somewhat. Um, they've obviously done that in a big way. And I just think managers will find it difficult to keep those players happy, um, especially when there's a break in the middle of the uh, season for the World Cup. And so you don't necessarily have to rotate as much. Uh, Ollie, what are your thoughts on having Nottingham Forest back in the big time, which um, which is good. I, I think they're certainly a historical um, English club. Steve Cooper, very good manager and lots of players to pick from. How, how do you view Forest as our opposition uh, coming up? Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest, I think they're... I think they're um... They're sort of big days or before my time, but um, obviously appreciate they've, they've got a lot of history to them. So I suppose um, in that sense, yeah, good to see them back. Um, I, I think I'd like to say I reckon uh, we've probably jinxed it and Morgan Gibbs-White is going to score at least one on the weekend now, but let's let's hope not. I think it's definitely going to be a tough game. I think potentially tougher than people expect as well. I, we've obviously we've had tough games so far and, and on paper, this is probably the easiest one that we'll play. And I think that just because of that, there's a potential sort of banana skin there. Um, but yeah, definitely an opportunity to come away with three points. Also will be tough though. I think it's, um, yeah, it's never going to be easy to go to that stadium. And I think that the only time I've, I've actually watched a full 90 minutes of them this season was the game they played at home against Spurs, lost it 2-0 in the end. But I think that for large parts of that game, they were actually the better team and, and were probably unlucky to lose that 2-0. So I, I definitely don't think that we're going to go there and take an easy three points. Um, but if, if we work hard enough, then it's possible. Yeah, I'll just pick you up on something. You said this is probably the easiest game on paper. 
um, that we would play. Well, we've already played and beaten Brentford, Ollie, so it can't be much easier than that. Um, <laughs> I just do have to put that one in there. And, well, you know, we even allowed them to come back from 2-0 down because we know we have to be charitable to the less fortunate. Um, <laughs> but then Alex Aldermintrich popped up with a great header. So, yeah, just thought I'd... Uh, I'd, I'd pick you up on that one. And, and staying with this theme then, we, we've talked about Forrest and the, and the signings and, and the fact that they're back. Nico Williams obviously going there, given that he uh, has previous connections with Steve Cooper and he's probably more suited to being a, being a wing-back than a full-back. Um, but how can we hurt Nottingham Forest? Where, where should we be looking to... Uh, what, what, what sort of matchups and duels do you think will will benefit us. How if if we had to construct a blue point for get blueprint for getting three points, Tibo, where are you uh, where where are you starting with? The defence? Well it's, it's 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 gotta be Mitrovic where we start with, of course. Um he's he's on top form. And I think if we play him at his strengths once more, like we have in previous games, even if we haven't won, like for example Arsenal and Spurs still scored still scored a goal, which is the main thing. Um, so I reckon if we play him at his strengths, getting some ball, getting balls in the box, uh, setting up chances that he can put away, then I think we will have an advantage there. Um, and of course, I haven't watched Forrest play that often, so I can't say for sure. But if there's, we can hope that there's quite a lot of space that opens up to make use of and take advantage of uh, going forward. And um, of course, if we show the same mentality as we've shown going into the tougher opposition, such as Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal, all, all that jazz, and of course Brentford, even though they're easy, um, then hopefully we should um, snatch a win. But of course, as Ollie said earlier, um, I know I'm optimistic, but it won't be an easy game. It'll still be a tough test. But hopefully Mitrovic and the team and, of course, Marco Silva can think of some magic. Yeah, so. are you slightly worried that we're so reliant on Mitrovic for scoring goals? Um, I know he's doing really well, but it yeah. seems like you know everything has to everything has to go through Mitrovic. You know, scored something mm. like ninety percent of our goals so far. We're yeah. probably looking for others to weigh in, aren't we? A little bit. Yeah, it would be good to see some other players get some goals. Um, I think they certainly have goals in them. For example, Bobby Decker over Reed definitely has some, and I'm looking forward to seeing Dan James and William and see if they affect the game and hopefully score some more goals as well. But of course, the two words we don't want to hear together are Mitrovic and injury, because that means uh, for, that we, we are at risk of failing because Mitrovic does keep the team together as a unit, dare I say it. Um, but hopefully we have got, we did sign Carlos Vinicius. I think he's a very good signing, he's a good backup striker. Um, so hopefully if he can prove himself in smaller games, then um, perhaps, or even coming on in the last the last few minutes um, in replacement of Mitrovic, then Hopefully, if he's, if he's if he can prove that he can score, then um, we might be onto something. But um, certainly, yeah. excited by the signing, yeah, definitely. And I do feel yeah, like we, absolutely. we manage Mitrovic a bit better than we have done in the in the mm. past. Um, yeah. Ollie, sort of same question to you: How do you break down Nottingham Forest? Uh, Tibo touched on the fact that they they are quite attack minded. Um, there might be a bit of space. We certainly saw that um, last season. That rather freakish. Four goal win. Um, what 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 are you thinking ahead of uh, the trip to the city ground? Yeah, I think. Um, I, you know, I actually think as much as I rate him, I think 
um, Nico Williams is is someone who we can potentially exploit down that side. I think um, he, he's he's a great player, and I think you touched on it probably probably better as a a wing back than a than a full back, and I think there'll be space in behind him. So if we can exploit that and get in the balls for Mitrovic, then I don't see why we can't carry on um, how we started really. I think there's a really good opportunity down that down that side to get get a lot of good crosses in, and hopefully Mitrovic will get on the end of them. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I really liked uh, Nico Williams when he was playing for us in the championship, but you did think sometimes he was a bit gung ho, and it's true of all modern fullbacks. You only have to look at someone like Trent Alexander Arnold uh, at the moment going through a really tough trot. The modern fullbacks are so valued for their attacking ability. It's almost like they've forgotten about defending, isn't it? Or is that too harsh? No, I fully agree. I think a number of occasions, um, especially, you know, I was doing a lot of the player ratings last season and and especially to start with, um, I did I did think that Williams really struggled one-on-one defensively. Uh, I think he had a lot more quality going forward than he did at the back. So who knows? Um, he definitely did improve throughout the season and, Obviously, I'm sure, um, you know, he's he's a young player. He's obviously going to get better, but I still think that one-on-one, we can we can take advantage of him. Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, that that's one of those. I, I'd also look at um, Thibaut's point earlier on, get those balls into Mitrovic. I think there might be some space um, in the midfield as well. The Forest do tend to commit numbers forward, and we haven't really seen it yet, but I think... Some aspects of this team would be well set up to break on the counter-attack. And um, there certainly seems to be a bit more pace with with Dan James, who's really rapid um, now, available for selection. Um, right. Let's uh, talk about exactly what the the makeup of that Fulham starting lineup would be. I guess the major doubt is Anthony Robinson, who's going to have to have a fitness test tomorrow. Um it would be a real disaster were he not there. Um, so what I'm going to say is, in terms of asking both of you to to select your starting eleven, I'm going to do it on the proviso that uh, Jedi has been past fit uh, to play, and 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 you can pick him, and hopefully he won't break down after 20 minutes or whatever it was. I'm going to start with you, Ollie. What what would you what would you do with the starting lineup? Are you considering changes? It's a tricky one. I think. Uh, yeah, assuming Robinson's fit, I'm, I'm personally not changing anything in in the back line or or even the midfield three. Um, keep Leto in goal. I think he's he's done really well since he came in. Obviously, you've got Mitro up top. I suppose the two positions that you could look at are right and left wing. So Cabano and Bobby Reed started the last games. Um, both got replaced around the 60 minute mark by Willian and, and Dan James as well. I think. Um, I think I'd probably still start Cabano. Um, but on the other wing, I think I'd have Dan James and, and really try and use that pace to get in behind Forrest's wing backs. Um, like I said, I think there'll be space down the wings. So if we can break quickly, get in whilst their their wing backs are sort of within our half, then then there's no reason we can't get through down the wings, cut the ball back to Mitrovic, whip it in over over the um over the centre backs and and hopefully that's that's how we can win this game. So yeah, one change for me, which would be Deckard over Reed out and Dan James in. Um, having said that, I do think Deckard over Reed has has done well, very well this season and would still have a part to play in this game. But for me, it would probably be off the bench. 
Yeah, I mean, we can't uh, quibble with Bobby Deckard over his return in in the in the Premier League. He was very good last time, and you know what? He he's such a versatile player; he'll give you everything. I think he'd be the first to to realise and, and to admit that he's probably not a winger um, in in the classical sense of uh, of the position. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, of Bobby. Uh, but I, I'd agree with you if we can get Dan James in the team, and if he's ready, then then let's try and do that. Tibbo, what are you are you making changes tomorrow? Are you along um, the same lines as Ollie? What would you go for? I'll have to agree with you both and um, put in Dan James because, as you said, I think his pace would certainly help us out. And um, of course, as Ollie and you also said, um, keeping the defence the same is obviously would be important for us because. As I said previously, I think on the last podcast that I was on, um, our defence is playing as a big unit at the moment going forward, which is keeping us solid at the back or as solid as we can be at the back because um, we all know the same. we're on the same page. We all know what we're doing. We'll have our roles. And I think the midfield as well, in front as well, it's all working as one big one big engine um, to provide, them, provide the attack with its um, free-flowing nature. So, um, yeah, I would, if should Robinson be fit, I'd keep... Uh, the only change I would make is adding Dan James in for either Cabana or Bobby because e- either one of them would would certainly suit um, suit playing. So, sure. Yeah. yeah, just on that point about the defence and, you know, I think most people would have been very surprised that we'd gone through six games with Tim Ream at, <laughs> at, at centre. Yeah. He's done really well, hasn't he? He has absolutely stepped up to the challenge and... He's certainly proved the critics wrong, which I'm really happy with because he's he's a Fulham legend. Um, he's he's had many seasons with Fulham. Same with Kearney. And I think this is probably one of his best seasons in a Fulham shirt. He's had lots of stick from fans and non-fans, but I think he's really up really up for the challenge this season, which is great to see. Surprising to me that he's not managed to force his way back into the US squad with the World Cup around the corner and wasn't picked in the... Uh, in this this squad today that uh, was announced by uh, Greg Beholter, but maybe we'll have to get Max's view on uh, the madness of US soccer selection policy. We might bring that into another uh, pod to come. Right, all that remains then, lads, is to uh, put our money where our mouth is in respect of the uh, scoreline um, tomorrow night. You've both been very positive. So I'm going to start with Ollie. What are you What are you going for, mate? <laughs> um, I have been positive, but I'm always a bit wary of uh, being too positive when predicting the scores. So I I can't decide really. I think two all or a two one win for us. Um, well, I'm going to take your first answer. All right, given yeah, given yeah. given that you you express some concern about you know being overconfident, I think. To all, uh, lots of goals. Certainly, you can you, you can certainly see that it's going to be end to end, can't you? I think so. Yeah, um, Friday night under the lights. Neither team have played for a couple of weeks. I think I think there's definitely goals in this. Um, and and to be honest, I know we'll we'll look at this and think this is a game that we want to get three points from. But I do think away from home against Forest, two all isn't isn't the worst result. And I know in October we've got some very winnable games. So I, I would certainly take a draw after our start and. Um, and push on after that. Um, however, yeah, I, I do think there's there's a good chance we can win this as well. So let's let's just see what happens. 
Sure, yeah, no. And Tibbo, what 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 would you go for in terms of score? You've been quite confident as well. Yeah, well, the Sky cameras do love a goal fest on Friday night, so um, <laughs> I think uh, I agree with you guys. There will be certainly lots of goals in this, so I think Forest will score. They certainly have the capacity and the strength to do so. So I'm, but I think I've got to stick with my positive energy, and I think I'm going for a three-one Fulham win. Wow, um, that is yeah, very positive. I'm pretty optimistic. Yeah. But of yeah. course, it could go. It's, it's Premier League football. I think this is one of the best Premier League seasons we're experiencing. So anything could happen. Indeed. So, so, we'll have to see how it goes. I think it could happen with Fulham around. I do need to point out that while we are playing on a Friday night, it's because Notts County are at home on a Saturday and there's the cricket final at the city at uh, Trent Bridge tomorrow on, uh, on Saturday afternoon. So the Sky cameras will be there, but they won't be broadcasting it live um, just to. Uh, Make sure nobody's too gutted when they tune in and don't don't find the game. Other ways to watch the game are available, but I wouldn't know anything about that. And I'm going for a uh, for a one-all draw because I think Forest are pretty tricky at home. Uh, they've got some some quality players. They'll be right up for it. We'll be right up for it if a little rusty, and uh, it should be a very good game. We've all predicted plenty of goals, so you know it's going to be a boring nil-nil draw now. Um, I hope not. <laughs> that, that is just how these things work. Um, just to tidy up a couple of uh, bits and bobs, it would be remiss of us not to congratulate two of our uh, academy boys for winning their first international call-ups. Luke Harris celebrated his ascension to the Welsh senior squad with a goal yesterday as the under-21s beat Hall City 5-4 in their first Premier League Cup match uh, at Motspur Park. Harris, 17 years old, called up for the Welsh Nations League qualifiers. And um, I've been lucky enough to see quite a bit of Luke playing age group football, and he's doing really well. So um, he'll certainly take this call up in his stride, although he's very proud of it. Um, And we wanted to pass on our congratulations. Also to Tyrese Francois, who's been called up for Australia's doubleheader against New Zealand, uh, which is their final set of fixtures before the Australian, the Socceroos squad is announced for Qatar. Uh, Tyrese played at the Tokyo Olympics and has been in the uh, under-21 and under-23 set up for Australia, currently at Gorica in Croatia on loan. Um, and he was the first, winner of the Fulham Supporters Trust Johnny Haynes Player of the Year award given to the academy player voted by his teammates and coaches as having had the best season. So it's doubly special that Tyrese uh, has got an international call-up. We look forward to, to watching them over the next couple of weeks. Just a shout-out as well uh, Fulham's under-21s back in action on Saturday at Manchester City. Should be a good game for Steve Wigley's side. He rested a number of players uh, for the Premier League Cup match on Wednesday. So we should be back to full strength against a really uh, combative and technically gifted City team. And also you may have seen that Fulham are now selling season tickets for to follow the women's team. Uh, they're £40 for adults and £5 for concessions for the duration of the season, which is terrific value. Um, and Fulham's women are a wonderful set of role models. They've had a good start to the season. 
skippered by a lifelong fan, Mary Southgate, who had the misfortune to sit in front of me at the Hammersmith End for, for many years. Good to see she's progressed on to much better things. Um, and managed by Steve Jay. Uh, the women play their first home game uh, of the season against Ebbsfleet on Sunday at Motsman Park, kickoff 2.30. Do try and get down, if you possibly can, to that one. Uh, we'll bring you some reaction to whatever happens at the city ground over the weekend. I want to thank my guests, Kieran Tibbet. Tibbo, thanks for coming on. Thank solid, you for having me. Solid hat-trick on the old uh, media front for you and your family. Well done. <laughs> Absolutely. Completed the set now. That's it, mate. That's it. Look forward to having you back as soon as possible. And Ollie Johnson, Ollie, thank you so much for, for spending time with us this evening and uh, giving us your thoughts. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, always a pleasure. Um, yeah, it was good fun. And I would like to finish by thanking everyone who stepped into the breach while I was uh, away. We were feeling very ill and under the weather. Um, so Alan uh, drew it and uh, Frankie Taylor uh, particularly, but everyone else who mucked in um, and delivered record ratings for the Green Pole podcast. Um, thank you to everyone who's uh, been so supportive of this venture. We're still feeling our way in podcasting. I think everyone knows that. Um, but we're delighted to bring you a little bit of extra content as you look forward to Fulham being back in action. And as Ollie said, it feels a little longer than the couple of weeks it has been, probably because we were nailed on to beat Chelsea uh, had that game gone ahead, um, in my view. Anyway. Thanks for listening, everybody, and come on, you whites.